0: Hello, dear listeners, for another episode of the Education Newscast with a special guest today. And uh, yeah, I think exciting topic today. We talk about Sub Learning Hub and especially about some updates. And I'm very delighted to have Jan Meyer here on the show. Hey, Jan, so great that you're finally in the podcast from us. Nice to meet you.
1: Thank you, Thomas. And hi, everyone. Hi, Thomas. Really excited to be here with you.
0: All right. Yeah. Perhaps you just could introduce yourself. Who are you? What was your journey so far? Pretty briefly, please.
1: Sure. Um I have been in the SAP ecosystem for the the biggest part of my professional career really. Um I started with partners of SAP uh, and worked as a as an SAP consultant for several years and then uh, eventually I made it over to SAP and um continued f- as a consultant for a while but then I got more and more into the topic of training, knowledge transfer or learning as we call it today and I think I can safely say that over the last 15 years I've I've probably had every role we have internally on learning. I I I was an instructor, I uh, developed courses myself and and then I have um, managed our content production, I've managed our infrastructure, I've helped out with business development, especially in the last I think 7 years I think I've been very very focused to help transform our learning portfolio um, and transform from The instructor-led training that we had before, which was pretty much 99% of of how we did learning seven, eight years ago, and to complement that, that that of course we still have today, but to complement that with digital and virtual offerings in the learning space. And so long story short, my journey has been in the SAP ecosystem very much focused on product learning and helping our ecosystem and all the people out there in the ecosystem to make sure that they have the right product knowledge and product skills to be successful in their roles. All
0: right, yeah. So perhaps you can shed a little bit more light into that. So you mentioned this transformation of, let's say, product learning, uh, mainly starting as instructional-led training. So how did that evolve over the last years and where are we now?
1: Yeah, it really has evolved. I mean, I remember the time when training was a service and a services function and a services business. Uh, we were even organizationally part of services for many, many years. And um, I think the what has really helped in that space of learning is technology. I look at the services world at large still today, and, and many of the Consulting services are still consulting services, but in learning, this learning space has really transformed thanks to technology, thanks to platforms, thanks to the possibility to put content into engaging and relevant digital formats uh, that that help anybody who wants to develop their knowledge and the skills on any given topic in a self-paced way or in a virtual way. So learning has really digitalized or gone through a digital transformation and and through productization. Um, When I look at it from a business perspective or metrics perspective, we are now seeing far more learners using our digital and virtual offerings than compared to learners Going through our physical or instructor-led offering, and that is—I'm not making a qualitative difference here. I think both are really, really good ways to learn knowledge, to learn skills. It's just that digital and virtual just has a much bigger reach and scope because of its flexibility. It's always there. It's always on 24/7 in in every corner of the world, and so I think it lays the foundation for learning. While I think the more instructor led training or consultancy services we have super important always have been always will be, but of course, from a scaling perspective, they are more restrictive
0: um, mm, yeah so scaling efficiency speed uh
1: yeah, and that is super important. I mean, if you look at what is happening in our world, and we are very focused, of course, on product learning, right, versus soft skills. So again, you know, our our mission really is to make sure that all the people in our ecosystem have the right product knowledge, the right product skills. That has changed so much as well, if you just look at the span of the last 10 years, right? I mean, I remember times when in our on-prem world where the release cycles were 12 months, but that didn't even mean that our customers followed our release cycles, you know? So while so we were shipping new software releases every 12 months. Our customers, you know, stayed on the same software release for years. And so the, the real need for updating your knowledge and your skills in some cases well, it's more philosophical conversation, maybe, but but the real need to operate the system, to run the system, to use the system, maybe wasn't there for customers. But now with cloud and with technology and product cycles, it's sort of every release cycles of every six months or shorter, and everybody being on cloud, that it really has become now an imperative for everybody out um, there to update their knowledge and skills on a much more frequent basis.
0: Mm, yeah, some say it's a shelf life of skills, right? So that you just need to yeah more constantly uh, upscale yourself. On the other side, also the experience matters. So the learning experience uh, to have that always uh, state of the art. Or are this uh, plus cloud are probably the main drivers of change? What do you think?
1: Yes, absolutely. So it's it's an imperative to be on the latest product knowledge and skills. We have seen situations, we have examples of situations where professionals have been on old product knowledge and caused problems in projects because their knowledge was outdated. And it wasn't outdated by 2 or 3 years, it was outdated by a release by 6 months, right? So they were still sitting on the release uh, knowledge of a previous release which was only 6 months old. So you, you know, in you could argue that hey well i just learned this 6 months ago you know and and it, it has led to a problem in the project but that's the reality today the the product cycles the technology cycles are fast so it is really really important to um to keep the knowledge up to date. Mm. And of course, we need to make it possible. We need to make that
0: viable. All right. Yeah. So we heard different, let's say, dimensions, drivers, which really show the need for change, like speed, scale, driven by cloud, and so on and so on. So perhaps then we really can look into now really what is changing. So with the new offering, especially of uh, the SAP Learning Hub, but probably many people know uh, already in the SAP ecosystem. So perhaps, uh, Jan, could you give us an introduction what is changing in this year
1: yeah so i'm happy to do that Um, we and let me maybe start even 18 months ago uh, but i'll be quick when we started the last leg or the transformation journey um, from an sap learning perspective we took a big step back and we looked at the situation and we looked at the experience that we were delivering to our customers and partners, as well as the independence out in our ecosystem to make it easy for them to update their product knowledge and their their skills. And when we did that 18 months ago, we had noticed, and it didn't surprise us because we, we, of course, observed the situation in the months before that as well, that despite our best intentions, the experience had become complex again. And why was that? We saw that over the past 10 years a lot of different learning destinations had grown at sap either organically or through the many acquisitions that sap did so when we looked at the situation we we found far too many different starting points or digital destinations where our customers and partners could find access to sap product learning and not only were there different destinations there were also very inconsistent experiences, inconsistent learning experiences, but also inconsistent commercial experiences that our partners and customers found. And that was the biggest driver for us to decide that we have to completely rethink and reset the learning experience that we offer to our ecosystem. And we wanted to make it really simple to find, to discover, and to access Learning content because we did not want complexity to be either experience or commercial complexity to be a barrier to the people in our ecosystem actually starting to learn something about our products and our solutions. And that was the key and the main driver of our work in the past 18 months. And so, what we started to do 18 months ago, we launched a new destination called learning.sap.com, which is now the go-to destination, if you like, for all product learning at SAP. And so we, we have folded all the other different learning destinations that we've had into this one destination. And we made the product learning content available there. We didn't just move our content across. We completely redesigned it for digital-first learning. So we wanted to create a beautiful learning experience that is engaging, that is relevant, that is not wasting our learners' time. And so we made it completely modular. We optimized it for search engine optimization. We also optimized it for future AI use cases. And we made it possible to... Jump from a Google search on, for example, how do, I do, how do I develop extensions on top of BTP, straight into the relevant learning content uh, with one click. And that's what we're really proud about. So that's, if you like, the, the entry experience. Now, you asked me about the Learning Hub. Mm. The Learning Hub has been SAP's subscription model for the past 10 years to premium learning and it will remain to be our offering for premium learning so while everybody can find easy access to our learning content via learning.sap.com the learning hub will continue to exist if you like it will be the it will complement the learning.sap.com site uh, that is open to everyone it will complement the site with premium learning assets and It will still be, it will remain to be a subscription model. We've been launching this new learning hub, also completely reset learning hub offering last week. And um, the experience from a design perspective is basically a continuation of what we've done on learning.sap.com in the last 18 months.
0: Mm. And while there are some things have changed, right? You mentioned simplification. For example, the commercial model is also simplified. Um, perhaps we can look briefly on that or so. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to choose via lots of different editions and look through more or less complicated, uh, yeah, access or, or, yeah. or whatever.
1: Yes, exactly. So, you know, with the Learning Hub, you know, over the years, we started, of course, with the Learning Hub 10 years ago, and it was one product, one edition, one buyable, if you like, uh, product unit, or SKU. And it has then developed into more than 17 different Learning Hub products. And, you know, that in itself became a complexity. There is a good reason, or there was a good reason, for every single one of those. Uh, there was demand. We didn't just invent them because we felt we needed another Learning Hub edition or SKU. But uh, so there there was, for all of those, a point in time was like, okay, this makes sense. Let's do this. But in this reset, we brought it back down. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of customer and partner interviews to to research right so i think the entire new experience that we've made available now is informed heavily by customer and partner research and by learner research and we we really wanted to make sure we understand the key problems that our learners have today and and then remove those problems or solve those problems and so long story short the new learning hub is reduced to two SKUs or two viable learning hub products, one for partners and one for customers. And that's it. And we found that that allows us to address the different learning needs that partners and customers have in a great way, but reduce the complexity to an absolute minimum.
0: Yeah, that's that's quite a i would say a simplification and so hopefully helping in the decision process and i think also all the learning experience has improved some things continually and some things uh, now are coming with learning hub uh, in this year so perhaps you can look uh, into that and some Areas perhaps not even everyone knows, like, for example, the assessments and, Mm. uh, let's say, stay certified. So or we perhaps can look at the main areas of the learning experience and uh, look through the improvements there. So what is that and how did that change over the last, let's say, times?
1: Yeah, so let's start with the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I look at the content, you know, in the in the previous Learning Hub version, we still had a lot of content which was basically from an instructional design perspective, designed from an instructor-led or classroom training mindset, and and often you would find the learning content in the form of a of a PDF or an you know electronic sort of course reader with hundreds of pages, and it literally felt like you had a a digital book in front of you, you know, mm. 738 pages, and, and you were trying to find the answer to your question or the right chapter or, you know, in that huge book. Um, and, and so you could really, in that whole experience, see the classroom mindset that we still had in our content design and development uh, area shine through. If you go to the new learning hub, again, we've taken a completely digital-first approach. The content is modular. We can jump directly from a Google search into the right place of the content. It's fully SEO-optimized. And we are also using uh, many different formats in the content. Before, it was very text-heavy. We still have text. We still have graphics because it is, for certain things, the best best format to convey knowledge. But we have a significant amount of videos now, and assessment, and tutorials. Um, so we've enriched the learning experience from a content perspective with new formats that lend themselves better to the type of learning that that people want to see from us. And if I look at our adoption reports, even though we already have many videos, the biggest ask from our learners right now, the biggest wishes from our learners, is even more videos, even more tutorials, even more hands-on, mm-hmm. and. Hands-on is the key word to bring me to the um, the second item of the learning hub. I think the most valuable assets in the learning hub is that you get access to our live training systems. So these are exactly the same training systems that all of our learners are used to from classroom training. So you get access to to a live SAP system. It could be an S4 system, it could be a BTP system. These are pre-configured systems maintained with master data and transaction data, and they are in sync with our exercises and the demos in our learning content. So what it allows you to do is to, you know, as you learn with the content, you can then also go into the system, into a live system. It's not a recording, it's not a tutorial and do the exercise. In the actual system, and what we've also achieved is that these live systems are one user one system. If you remember the old classroom days, mm. there were well, you know 24 or 36 learners shared one system, and you could destroy each other's exercises or demos with a new learning up offering that that is not possible anymore. And you can basically also just play around in the system and really use it as a learning sandbox, you know, for yourself. And uh, so you can you, you don't have to follow the exercises. You can try pretty much anything you like in the system. Um, and we've also left the the authorizations to all the areas of the system quite open or as open as possible so that we really maximize the scope of what learners can do in the system.
0: Hmm. But I understand it's also unlimited uh, in terms of usage,
1: Correct. We had a limit on the old Learning Hub editions with regards to system usage. We have now taken that away. So with the Learning Hub subscription, you have unlimited access to our training Mm. systems. That's correct. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So next area. So hands-on learning, very important, but what else do we have there?
1: Well, we have live sessions and uh, instructor-led mm-hmm. live sessions, and, and these are not to be confused with the full, you know, classroom training, which often is several days long. These are live sessions which run for one to two hours in the learning hub. Imagine them like a, you know, a weekly, an ongoing weekly schedule of live sessions, sort of Netflix style, if you like. They're hosted mainly by our instructors, and we are working on bringing more subject matter experts from SAP, maybe directly, you know, the product managers from from the product organizations or developers into the mix as well. We've had live sessions in the old Learning Hub version, but here as well, completely reviewed the concept. And we've asked our learners and done a lot of research um, to understand what they want out of these live sessions. And the new live session concept is more categorized. So before we had no categories, it was different kind of live sessions. And you didn't know before, what is the use case? What is the value proposition of this particular live sessions? And now we have different types of live sessions. They could be updates you know, on, on products, the latest and greatest around a product, or they could be deep dives on a very complex part of the functionality or they could be certification preparation sessions. So number one, we have these different categories now. You know exactly what you will get out of each of these live sessions. And secondly, we have systemize the portfolio Mm -hmm. live sessions i remember that because i was there we started with success factors after sap had acquired success factors back in those days and uh, we started with live sessions there so the portfolio was always very success factor i think then we added a rebar and then also we added some some s4 but it was always a very inconsistent portfolio what we've made sure now in the um, in the new learning hub subscription offering is that we have a very systematic SAP portfolio covering offering of live sessions. So they complement the content and the hands-on, you know, we now also have these live sessions which are available. And I think together these three things make for a very holistic learning experience, right? You have, you have the content, you can learn anytime, anywhere. You can use it as a structured way to prepare for certification. But, you know, the way we've constructed it is you can also use it as your daily tool to get, you know, get answers to your knowledge questions to prepare for your next meeting, your next workshop. We have the hands-on and unlimited access to training systems which really allows you to build skills i always say that content helps you to build knowledge the training system helps you to really build the skills and so you have that and then you have the live sessions with our instructors to complement that experience and a possibility where you can together with other learners who want to learn the same topic you know learn together ask questions get your questions answered and so on mm-hmm. i think those three elements together are a very powerful and complete learning experience
0: Yeah. And I think many people not just need to build their initial skills, let's say for a new project, for a new job, but they also need to keep up to date. And I think their elements like this, uh, like for lifelong learning, I think it's very important. And plus we have this, I think it was called Stay Current. I think the naming uh, is changing, but I think that's also very powerful or to get all the quarterly or half yearly updates with small learnings and then also the assessments.
1: Absolutely. And, and we want to make that easy, right? Mm. We, we understand that the learning is not the primary job of most people in our ecosystem, right? But you need to do it in order to, to be able to continue to be competitive, to be successful. And so we want to make this Delta learning as, as efficient uh, as possible. And therefore, I think making the Delta available through content and ensuring that you don't have to relearn things that you already know right um is what we're focusing on and then these live sessions as well in in those live sessions our instructors focus very much on getting that you know delta knowledge to you in in the most efficient way Mm -hmm. from analysis we all know you know that the biggest cost to learning is actually the time that you spend that you're away from your job you know Mm -hmm. so we want to minimize that
0: yeah, and I saw also some other changes. What I found also very uh, interesting and improving the learning experiences is the dashboards. So I think these weren't that uh, widely available, right? Uh, so to track your learning progress. So
1: That's right. I mean, learning dashboards or learning analytics are super, super important for the individual learner but also for the organization. We found that it has huge value for our partners and customers and we've learned that over the years and we improved our capabilities there already in the old Learning Hub version step by step. In the old Learning Hub version we distinguished between private editions and public editions and I believe that the main uh, sort of analytics capabilities were only available to the private edition. Now the, mm. the, in the new Learning Hub the analytics capabilities are available to everyone so we're not making a distinction there anymore more because we, we saw how valuable they are and we wanted everybody to have access to that. And I think that goes very much as well into then, and this will be a continued focus on our roadmap into providing learning management capabilities. I mean, analytics is the foundation for that, right? And uh, what do I mean by learning management capabilities? I mean, again, we don't just learn for learning's sake, right? We learn to achieve a certain learning objective. And um, just one example, right? One learning objective for our customers is often, let's get the, the project team members ready for the project, right? And so you need to synchronize that. You know, you want everybody ready, you know, at the kickoff, not three months or six months into the project, right? Right. So in order to manage that analytics and learning management capabilities are super important to to synchronize that, to orchestrate that, to push that uh, or to also control that if need be. Right. And so that's where the analytics come in. Mm. And um, this is one area where I believe we have a huge opportunity going forward and currently working on on research there to innovate with AI as well on making that end-to-end process for customers and partners very scalable and at the same time very very personal and what do I mean by that traditionally there's a service in our industry called a learning needs analysis right Mm -hmm. and a learning needs analysis tries to see What are the current skills and skill levels of a team, a project team, an organization, right? The users that are supposed to use a new product, and then to devise based on the findings, you know, a a learning plan and a learning strategy. In the past, that is a even today, this is a this a consulting service. I believe that with our learning hub platform and combined with AI in the future, we can assess the skills and the skill levels of every single person much more accurately and then devise a very personal learning journey and learning plan to each of the individuals making sure that you know nobody has to learn things or go through sit through courses or you know learn through learning journeys containing lots of content and consuming a lot of hours or days of things they already know and so that is that is one of the big opportunities we see and mm-hmm. for that we need a very sound learning analytics foundation you know to be able to to see that, to assess that.
0: All right. Yeah. And I think as we know, enablement has a key role in digital adoption and especially in the cloud. And then if it's a small, but also bigger project, I think that's key. So mm. I guess that's really, uh, yeah, helpful. So anything to add for, let's say what's new in learning hub, uh, this year? So we had uh, the experience the simplified access and commercial model, the assessment, the live session, the hands on session. So, so there's quite something. So anything to add, Jan?
1: we have also taken the decision that we include for certification vouchers in every learning hub mm-hmm. for both for partners and customers we believe that the certification the SAP certification is, is getting increasingly important and um, we recommend all the SAP professionals out there to get certified it is certain quality stamp we have also seen in our analytics that people who learn with us and who get certified they are more successful in their jobs they also progress faster in their careers so it's it's a value to the individual and i think it's also a, a value to our customers first and foremost because it is a quality stamp from SAP mm. that somebody who who is certified has you know got the knowledge for one of our products, and so the risks maybe associated uh, to problems in a project are, are minimized by that. So we advocate for. Uh, everybody to get certified and then also to stay certified. And this goes back, you know, closes the loop to our earlier conversation. I mean, continuous learning is super important. Uh, the product and technology innovation cycles are getting smaller and smaller. So we want to make it easy, we want to make it valuable and relevant for everybody out in our ecosystem to get certified and to stay certified. And that's why we are including four certification vouchers or attempts, if you like, mm-hmm. in our Learning Hub subscription to allow everybody to do that.
0: That's also additional value. Okay. So, and I guess the learning rooms, they also will be there. So people can also exchange asynchronously.
1: Yes. So this is an area where we will have to still do some more research and also co-innovation together with our customers and partners. I will say that we had the learning rooms and the old learning hub to... Compensate some other features that, that we didn't have in the old learning hub, with regards to, you know, showing maybe the uh, the sequence in which to go through content and how, co- you know, different pieces of content or courses or learning journeys fit together. That problem we have solved now on the new with the new learning hub in the completely reimagined learning journeys that we have. So we don't need learning rooms for that anymore. So which leaves us then with, you know, the possibility to do asynchronous learning, right? Because the live sessions we also have now with a new learning app this is where you can meet with peers or instructors in in a synchronous way so Mm. you're right you know the the one item that comes from the old learning rooms that i think is still an important component is this asynchronous question and answer but for that we really would like to use and and connect our uh, learning site with the sap community Mm. because we believe that um you know this is what the sap community is for this is already what the sap community is being used for uh, mainly for you know our ecosystem constituents to to meet to ask questions to exchange knowledge so we, we are currently looking into ways on how to not create a separate community or learning community world on Learning Hub, but how to basically create a seamless experience for our learners with the community in exchange with the community. Mm-hmm. So we're working very closely with the community team to achieve that, to bring mm-hmm. that value of connecting to SAP's community you know, from within seamlessly from within an uh, SAP learning journey and learning scenario.
0: And there are also some interesting developments. So like just this week, there's been a bigger migration of all the contents to new infrastructure. So I think there's some really exciting new possibilities but perhaps we i think we can or call it a day somehow or, or half an hour to, to look at the, what's new perhaps we also can look briefly on the future mm. so, uh, already you gave some glimpse uh, uh, you talked about ai and recommendations mm. and assistance very briefly perhaps so what do you envision what what are the ideas what you guys in in the global teams have mm.
1: Um so number 1 is uh, you know just to just to not s- stop focusing on this too early is really to establish the the new learning site and the learning hub as the go to destination for all product learning at SAP right mm-hmm. it's uh, even though everything is moving fast we still have some work to do there and uh, we will still need to really continue either transitioning or, um, in, in some cases, shutting down other sites. And, and it's, an, it's important because it, that's valuable to our partners and customers, right? Because they clearly told us that with so many things out there, they get confused. It's complex. They don't know if they are going to the right place, right? So continuing our focus to establish learning.sap.com and the learning hub is the go-to place for all product learning at sap and getting all of the content that is relevant to our partners and customers from all the many different programs and and content repositories you know there is still a major focus for us uh, this year at least Mm. Uh, the other focus is on our overall certification transformation going forward we want to make the certification more and more role-based because we believe that uh, that is what connects best with the reality and uh, of, of the learners in our ecosystems. People have roles. People have their jobs are not aligned to the taxonomy of our products necessarily, but uh, but but their roles, right? they are data sa- scientists mm-hmm. out there. There are enterprise architects out there. There are front end developers out there. And so we want to connect uh, and evolve our entire product learning journey portfolio as well as the certifications. More and more towards this role format, um, so that's that's another focus. And then, yeah, as I said earlier, the, with with regards to and that's specifically relevant for customers, helping our customers with the bridge between learning and workforce management, workforce planning, getting teams, organizations ready for projects or the run phase of an SAP solution in a in an easy, in a simple, in an efficient way, right? By assessing skills and skill levels and then providing personalized learning journeys to get everywhere and allow project managers or, or line managers to manage that process. That is a that is a huge focus. And that's one area where we believe AI will help us a lot to to accelerate solving that problem. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. On, you know, behind the scenes, of course, we are also working a lot with AI to help us to you know, to create more content, to translate more content. So we are using Mm -hmm. AI technology there as well. That shouldn't really become so, so visible to our learners, but, um, there's huge opportunity there as well. Mm, And I, I mean, it should become visible and meaningful to our learners because they will, you know, I mean, of course in the past it's been from a resource perspective, with limited resources, difficult to cover everything, cover everything in every language, to be fast enough to cover everything, right? So those are, of course, challenges that probably every learning organization has these days. And and their technology, we can see it already, is helping us tremendously to be able to do more, to be able to afford to do more, and to do it faster.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those who are interested, we did a deep dive into AI at SAP product learning half an hour, so we put it in the show notes. You can listen in with the on the discussion with that colleague. So Jan, I have three further questions to you. Perhaps we just have uh, some minutes left, so perhaps we can look at that briefly. Sure. And uh, these are more personal questions. So first one is what is your narrative for learning. Second one is what do you learn currently, and then how do you keep up to date, and what are your, let's say, tips f- for further reading, listening, or seeing. So, what is your narrative for learning, Jan?
1: Oh, well, my narrative for learning is actually, and even even if you ask me more into this area of private, I'm a I'm a such a strong believer. I guess you know, uh, coined by the fact that I've been in this space for so long that I, I can see. The sort of clear and tangible business value of learning, um, you know, the fact that learning is important in a business context has always has for many years been very anecdotal. And because of the strong analytics capabilities we have now and because of the transformation to digital learning and we have you know literally millions of learners on platforms and not, you know, thousands of learners going in and out of physical buildings anymore and we can correlate that data of millions of learners on our platform with other systems like our service and support and CRM systems, we see clearly that learning adds significant business value through the entire customer value journey, from the buying phase to the implementation and adoption phase, and then through the consumption phase, and then also to you know, renewal and further license extension. So we clearly see that learning adds significant value to that. And and that makes that makes me passionate as a learning leader and professional every day. And that's where we want to contribute as an organization uh, to make these benefits available to our customers and partners.
0: And what are you learning by yourself currently? What's on your to learn list for this year, Jan? It can be private. It doesn't need to be professional.
1: Yeah. If I could only limit it to one thing. I mean I'm a father of three daughters and they are, you know, always always ahead of me it seems, you know, in so many so many different things. So I'm trying to both, you know, practical things around the house, around their life, as well as the sort of their journey with with digital technology. So I'm I'm trying to constantly stay up to date there, and and then professionally, of course, you know, I mean, it's AI is mm. the big topic. So me and my organization, mm. I have to learn about AI. I have to understand what AI enables us to do. You know, I have to hear into my organization and and beyond. You know what AI can do, and you know for learning. So. Um, that is definitely one of the number one topics right now. Uh, to 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 make sure that we we leverage those capabilities in a meaningful way. Hmm.
0: And how do you keep up to date? Do you have any, let's say, favorite books? What you currently read, or podcasts, or video shows, or so?
1: All of the above all of the above. I'm still, I'm still, I guess it's because of uh, my wife's profession, subscribing to uh-huh. two or three newspapers, of course, in digital formats, not in, not in paper format anymore, but I think still newspapers are a fantastic source. I listen to a lot of radio and podcasts. I think that's a fantastic.
0: Can you medium. recommend one, uh, all, one two two recommendations? <laughs>
1: all, all Swedish based things. Okay. I um, don't know if relevant on a, on a global level, but um, the, this, in fact, the Swedish public radio, uh, has got is fantastic and it's it's actually quite interesting to see how they have you know dealt with digital transformation. And I think radio and, and you know slash podcasts have you know done really well in in digital transformation at least here in sweden i can, i don't know if that's true you know in uh, around the world but for me personally it's it 's easy to use it's uh, in you know at any point in time during the day during the weekend you know to basically go to uh, to to the radio offering here and, and there are many 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 different channels no matter what you're interested in you know there 's always something to to consume and uh, also depending on how much time you have you know it's it 's very easy. Easy and very simple, so I, I'm I'm a f- very frequent user of that.
0: Okay, um, I I can do some research and put something in the show notes. It's always I interesting can send you some to get links. some inspiration. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey Jan, thanks so much for your time. Or oh, yeah, I just would like to thank you for all the updates and for all the listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, check out the show notes. Look in uh, to the new sub learning hub if you didn't uh, subscribe yet. I think that's uh, there are a lot of new benefits there. Yeah, or Jan? Perfect.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Thomas, and thank you everyone for listening. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, any questions, you know, don't hesitate to to get in touch.
0: All right. Thanks so much. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Have a great learning journey. Bye.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, everyone. Bye.